Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new episode of Geek to Me Radio. Tonight, we'll be talking with the founder of Zombified Media, Athena Ectipis, about how to survive the zombie apocalypse. We'll get into all sorts of cool psychology behind that. Later, we'll be talking toys of the movies with the toy man himself, Chris McQuillan. All that and more, stand by. We're talking to If you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight, listening to us on the Big 550 KTRS, hello to all of you. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching us on YouTube and Facebook, hello to all of you who watch. We appreciate that. We've already got some people commenting in the chats. We'll get to you in just a moment. If you're streaming us out there in the world on either the KTRS app or on the web, we thank you for listening there. And of course, as always, if you are hearing us after the fact in the podcast form on whatever platform you choose, we appreciate you finding us there. Hopefully you subscribed by now and left us a nice five-star review. That always helps us out in search engine optimization and so much more. It's a free way that any of you who listen can help the show and we do greatly appreciate that a uh, lot of guests to get to tonight we got a lot of show to cover we're going to dive right in my first guest is an associate professor at the department of psychology at arizona state university the founder of zombified media she's got a new book coming out in april of next year which as we were just talking about before we went on air that's going to be here before you know it i can't believe we're already in september as it is of 2023 but i'm very excited she'll be joining us at the horror festival at the High Point Theater, October 5th through the 7th, Athena Actipus, thank you for being on the show tonight. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too, me too. It's kind of, I, I always, I was talking to Joey V, my executive producer, before we went on the air about how we just, I love the fall. I love the, uh, that once they hit the September, October, you kind of gear up and you want to see scary movies and you start thinking about the zombie apocalypse now as we would have it uh the new daryl dixon series is playing on the tv here in the uh at the ktrs studios but it's one of those things i know there's so many different places to go with the conversation i'd like to have with you but you, you think of zombie apocalypse everyone thinks i think now walking dead nine seasons a couple spinoffs and everything like that um were you a fan of the show did it kind of influence you at all as far as your writings and your media Okay, so I'm going to tell you and all of St. Louis a little secret that I really haven't told many people, which is that my interest in zombies actually started because I was like a total nerd about like the biology of zombies, Hmm. not because like I was obsessed with zombie shows. Now I'm kind of like really into zombie shows, especially like ones that have humor, because I think they're an awesome way to like communicate lots of stuff. But 
Yeah, it came from being a geek, really, is where <laughs> I got my interest in zombies. <laughs> well, you're on the right show, then, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because they're all over the biological world. You know, I mean, we kind of think like, oh, zombies, it's just this like, you know, fictional thing that humans made up to like tell stories. But like zombie creatures are all over. There's organisms that hijack each other for their own ends all over the tree of life. And, you know, in fact, most of life, most, you know, species out there are parasites of one sort or another that take over other organisms to a greater or lesser extent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I've always thought one of the lines that struck me from the, I think it's the first Matrix movie, when Agent Smith is talking to Morpheus and he says, you know, he's talking about humans. He says, you come in, you devour everything in your ecosystem and you move on to the next one. You're not a species. You are literally a virus, which I thought was a very fascinating way to look at. And then we kind of think of what the humans do and how we kind of do gobble up all the resources. We're kind of we keep expanding and growing. It's kind of an interesting way to look at the humans. Yeah, I mean, if you look at how we behave towards a lot of other species, we certainly parasitize other species in one way or another. And we also hijack each other. I yeah. mean, sometimes for, you know, malevolent ends, but also sometimes for, you know, totally benevolent ones. Like, you know, we get hijacked by like our, our kids and our loved ones, and we even enjoy that sometimes. <laughs> We got a couple of people in the chats. We have um, trying to read it because one of my contacts is going on me. Um, Frankie Cheech Campoletta says, "Let's go, Athena." Uh, Frankie, obviously, <laughs> very excited to have you here. And we have our friend Chance Bartels from Atlanta says, "It's not just bath salt monsters anymore," which I, I know that was a thing for a while. Absolutely. With zombies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. How did you get involved with the zombified media? Let's let's start there. The podcast you've got and everything like that. Talk about the genesis of the idea for you. Well, so the whole idea for like the whole like zombified media empire, if we can call it that, really started with the zombie apocalypse medicine meeting, which was a brainchild of um, me and my ex-husband and one of my best friends, Joe Alcock, who's an emergency room physician. Um, we were sitting around around midnight drinking too much whiskey and talking about <laughs> how um, there were like so many cool things in biology, especially like evolutionary medicine. You know, when you take an evolutionary perspective to try to understand like how organisms evolve and then like, you know, what their biology is, how they're vulnerable to disease, the ways that you can support their health. And like, there's all sorts of like crazy stuff in that about like how conflict between organisms can like lead to problems in health and like just such cool stuff. And we're like, but you know, the way that it's often communicated is pretty boring. So a lot of people don't know that like there's zombies all over the biological world and that like you know us humans like all of us probably have cells from our moms like actual cells from our moms like in our brains and in our bodies that are like expressing genes and doing stuff and like contributing to who we are so we're like you know like we're monsters we're not just like mm. our genes so there's like all this like crazy like stuff that's like science fiction um but it just wasn't being communicated in a way that really i think um connected with people's imagination and creativity and all that and i think that that was just leaving so much on the table so we came up with this idea to have um 
a meeting um, and call it the zombie apocalypse medicine meeting. And mind you, we thought we were just joking around <laughs> about this because it was midnight and a few glasses of whiskey were involved. Sure. Um, and then we woke up the next morning and we're like, wait a second, should we actually do this? And then we kind of convinced ourselves that we should actually do it. And then for, you know, we're, we're holding an academic, you know, quote unquote academic conference with like, you know, people from all over, like, you know, doing parasitology artists that are like making, you know, art exhibits about Toxoplasma Gandhi and how it takes over cats and, you know, Mm. people who study like, you know, charitable giving and disasters and, you know, policy around like risk mitigation and all of us just like, you know, in the same place for a few days, um, sharing our brains. It was it was amazing. So, <laughs> and if you're just now tuning in, we're talking with Athena Actipus, uh, the founder of Zombified Media, about the zombie apocalypse. I'm curious. Uh, with that having been started and everything, we've got 2020 hits, and we have a worldwide pandemic. A lot of people were kind of joking at the beginning. Ah, I wonder if we're going to start, you know, seeing zombies show up because, you know, no one knows what's going on. It's a novel virus that's come out. Uh, What were you and some of the people in your circles thinking at the very beginning of this March, April 2020? Oh, so many things. (laughs) I mean, so, (laughs) you know, we had had the first zombie apocalypse medicine meeting in 2018, and it's every two years. So we were getting ready to do the 2022 meeting. And um, we had to pivot because obviously we weren't going to do a in-person meeting. And that's how we started um, Channel Z, which is our live stream channel, because we're like, well, let's kind of, you know, let's do something different. And so we started the world leading zombie apocalypse channel because it's the only like channel in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so, so we did that. Um, and then me and um, Joe Alcock, uh, who, you know, is one of the founders of the whole thing. Um, and he's a ER doc. Um, we were talking cause you know, we're such like evolution nerds. Um, and we we're talking about how, um, you know, in general, when you look at uh, how viruses, parasites evolve, they often evolve to hijack their hosts to increase the transmission of that agent of infection and um and we started looking into the biology of covid right away and um we discovered that the virus actually interferes with um pain receptors Hmm. and um blocks um interferon which is is what makes you feel sick so early on um when you're infected with covid you actually have several days where you're infectious but your pain receptors are blocked So you feel really good and your interferon is interfered with. So you don't feel sick. So you're out there in the world, you know, feeling like a million bucks while um, COVID is ravaging you and just like propping you up like a freaking puppet so that you like can, you know, go around and spread it. Or at least, you know, that's the... that's our hypothesis about why COVID interferes with those systems, because, uh, you know, it makes sense from an evolutionary perspective that those kinds of things would be um, selected. So, so yeah, so we call, we actually wrote a piece about this in the, the conversation um, and we call them the unsick, you know, you're the unsick. Huh, it's okay. like you're, you might not be undead, but you're unsick. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Our friend from the Nostalgic Pod Blast is in the chat, says the variant kicked his butt in late June of 2023. Uh, the variants are uh, quite a real thing. And Frankie w- wants to know, isn't rabies a form of a zombie virus? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, that of all of the viruses and infections that are out there in the in the world, if we look at just humans um, and the, you know, agents of infection that can get us human, I'd say that rabies is sort of the closest thing to like a zombie hmm. virus because, you know, it, it does, um, you know, lead to salivation, right? So it can give someone that like foaming at the mouth appearance. Right. Um, it does... You know, sometimes it makes people want to bite other people. Sometimes it makes them want to sort of engage in other approach kind of activities. Um, and it, you know, interferes with motor function as well. So, um, you know, it's now rabies isn't the only virus or agent of infection that does those kinds of things. And in fact, you know, it may very well be that, you know, plagues of the past led, you know, people to um, behave in ways that might be similar um, and might have led to some of the you know, sort of the way that that zombies um, have kind of culturally evolved, um, you know, into these like sort of representations, I think, of contagion. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that are quite real about zombies. And in fact, that's what I'm going to be talking about at the Haunted Garage Film Festival is that zombies are real. Yeah. And we've got that coming up. I just got a text from our friend in PR, Julie Lally, said that we can give away a pair of tickets on tonight's show. Let me make sure I got her wordage right. She says, uh, the winner will get two tickets to see Athena's Dead Talk and the movie Black Mold on Friday, October 6th. That's at the High Point Theater. Uh, so if you're local to St. Louis, anyone who's listening online out of the area, I apologize. This particular contest will only be open to people from St. Louis. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to the festival. Um We'll, let me, I'm trying to think about, uh, you know what? Let me take a quick commercial break. I'll think of a good uh, question during the commercial break. Are you okay to stick with me for a little while longer, Athena? Absolutely. I'm having so much fun. Perfect. We are going to take a very brief commercial break then. We're going to come right back and chat more. If you have a question that you would like to ask Athena, you can feel free to hit us up on the KTRS text line at 84126, or you can give us a chat there in the live feed on the video. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. Hi, this is Barry Bostwick, and damn it, Janet, would you just keep listening and come back to Geek to Me Radio, will you? I have one thing to say, and that's damn it, Janet, I love you. Welcome back to the show. Geek to Me Radio, heard here every Sunday night on the Big 550 KTRS. We'll make sure you tell you about our brand new sponsor. If if you've got credit card debt making you feel like a zombie, you're just filling out the check, sending it in to the credit card company, paying that minimum amount each month, hoping things are going to change. You need to break the cycle. Citizens Debt Relief is here to help. You can give them a call right now. They have a specialized number just for my listeners, 877-811-1339. You can check out their website as well, citizensdebtrelief.com. If you have 10000 or more in unsecured debt, give them a call. Let them help you break the cycle. They can make a custom debt resolution plan just for you. If you're thinking, oh, no, I got, I got way too much credit card debt. I got all this. There's no way. No one is beyond help. Their average person brings to them $24,000 or more in credit card debt. And I know I just saw the statistics. The economy is not doing that great. A lot of people are living off their credit cards. Uh, The interest rates are obviously spiking and going up even higher, which is hurting people more. So you're sending that minimum in. You're not making much headway. 
It's not a magic bullet, just to be clear. That's not going to be something that, oh, I'll be out of debt you know, in the week or so. No, you didn't get into debt overnight, so you're not going to get out of debt overnight. It's just like if you, you know, it's diet and exercise. It's the slow and steady progress to win the race, but let them help you. They've helped me already. I wouldn't be telling you about a project that I don't believe in or that I haven't used or cannot attest to the validity of them. And not just me, Trustpilot, the Better Business Bureau, all gives them A-plus ratings as well. It's limited availability, so depending on your state, you might not be eligible, but give them a call. It's a free consultation, no pressure at all. They're not going to keep hounding you. Let them see if they can help you out, though. Again, that number, 877-811-1339. Take financial power back from the big banks and the credit card companies with Citizens Debt Relief, 877-811-1339. Don't be a zombie to the credit card systems anymore. That's a nice tie-in for my guest. We're still talking with Athena Actipus about the zombie apocalypse. You were saying that you've got a book coming out in April. Uh, what's the title of the book and what what's it about? I most certainly do. It is called... A Field Guide to the Apocalypse, a <laughs> mostly serious guide to surviving our wild times. And the mostly serious part tells you that the book has a lot of uh, fun pictures and swearing in it. So, <laughs> What more can you ask for? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, uh, got some another... tidbits in there about the, zo- about the zombie apocalypse, too. But it's, it's more of a, like, how do you handle yourself? How do you handle the challenges in the world? How do you um, make friends in the zombie apocalypse, you know, and and have some fun along the way? Um, so it's actually, it's a fun book about the apocalypse. And that's going to be available in April. Is it, uh, is it like hardback? Is it, because I always like the hardcovers. I'm kind of a weirdo. I kind of like the hardbound, but is it uh, soft cover and then digital as well, I'm assuming? Well, so it is going to be something called FlexiBound, which is Ooh. perfect for putting in your go bag or your pocket, taking with you um, in an emergency um, that, yeah, it's that perfect combination of being hardy, but um, also being light because, you know, you don't want that extra weight in, right. when you're um, running from the zombies. So that's smart. That's, that's clever because you don't want to have to be reading about this as you're being chased. Uh, and exactly. Of- a hard cover when the zombies are behind you is a little clunky. Yeah, exactly right. I'm not going to be bringing my Ian Fleming novels with me if the, if the zombie apocalypse happens, that's for sure. But we had a question, actually. Let me scroll back to it because I missed it in the chats. Um, do you have a preference, slow zombie or fast zombie? Because obviously in Walking Dead, they kind of shuffle, but those George Romero movies, they ch- they charge. So do you have a preference? Do you th- uh, like are, Is one favorite over the other for you? Oh, uh, you know, I think I prefer the slow zombies, but... Um... Like I have a, I have like kind of a beef with like the um, thermodynamics of like how zombies are portrayed and like the energetics. Because again, I'm a nerd, so like <laughs> I see a zombie, right, and it's like got like one leg cut off and like you know its brain is exposed and like clearly it's not eating well, and somehow it's still managing to like you know move around and uh you know i i think like we need some behavioral ecologists to go in there and really like measure the energetics and see is this like actually possible for them to be able to keep moving for so long um and and then also their blood pressure i mean you've got those gaping wounds right like you're not going to have enough blood pressure to like to move you know 
like shambling. I mean, that's even hard, but like a fast zombie, that's just metaphysical at that point. Mm. You know, we're just talking like, you know, complete fiction. And I prefer the, <laughs> the zombies that are, that are real. So I always did kind of wonder about that. I'm like, how, you know, cause they talk about the, the reptilian part of the brain, the only thing that's functioning. So how much of, cause one of my favorite, and I don't mean to keep dwelling on walking dead, not that that's what you're basing everything you do on. So full disclaimer, this is just me being a kind of a walking deadhead. But one of my favorite episodes remains the final episode of season one where they actually go and hang out at the CDC and they get a little bit of scientific scientific information from Jenner there at the CDC that they find out, you know, what's going on, what's causing it. Here's the stuff and everything like that, which was one of my favorite episodes. But how scientifically accurate was any of that? Oh, you know, it's been so long since I saw it that I, I absolutely couldn't tell you. But I can tell you that the CDC, you probably know this, they like came up with this brilliant idea to help people like get um, in the mindset of being prepared for a pandemic by um, putting out this, um, this zombie apocalypse survival guide. Um, and it like did brilliant online. It got so many downloads. Um, but then they ended up taking it down because people were genuinely confused. <laughs> they, they thought that there was like that the CDC was like, yes, zombies, like, you know, the zombies of fiction, like our, uh, you know, like right. might actually like that's that like there's a zombie apocalypse going on right now so um the cdc was like all right never mind i guess we should take this down but um i think that it was brilliant and i think we need to have i think we need to have fun you know if we're going to do a better job of getting our collective risk management act together because otherwise like you know preparing for disasters is scary and boring but if you can, you know, talk about zombies and the zombie apocalypse, then all of a sudden, like, everybody's having fun and wanting to, like, get in on the party. So I think there's some magic that, you know, really happens when we, like, fully engage with the storytelling and imagination and the fun of it, which is part of why I'm so excited about, um, you know, being at the, the horror film festival, um, the Haunted Garage Horror Film Festival. I think it's going to be so much fun to hang out with people who, you know, that's what they do is like, how do we make the scary things in the world fun so that maybe we can all deal a little bit better with the things in our lives, either like personal or professional or social, or like thinking of like the whole world and all the things that are wrong with it right. like to be able to deal with all that better. And you just mentioned the uh, Haunted Garage Horror Film Festival again, October 5th through the 7th at the High Point. Athena will be here. And we mentioned before we took that last break that uh, our PR friend Julie Lally gave me a pair of tickets to give away for that. So I, I want to make sure someone wins these. And I was trying to think of a trivia question. I don't want to stump anybody. So here, here's what we're going to do. If you're listening right now and you're in the greater St. Louis area, on the KTRS text lines, or you can give us a call at 314-931-5877. First text I see or the first call that comes through, just tell me your favorite zombie movie or TV show. That's all you got to do. First or first uh, number I see pop up, either the text or the phone, you'll be the winner. We'll get that your information to you, and we'll send it over to Julie Lally. She'll email you the tickets so you can see Athena give her talk, and you can catch the movie Black Mold as well, which will be playing at that film festival do you do you, how often do you travel for events like this is it a lot of uh, a lot of weeks out of the year is it mostly just kind of special occasions and how do you pick which events you're going to go to well i do a lot of traveling for speaking engagements having to do with all different aspects of my work um but 
Um, this one like totally stood out as something super fun. Um, and you know, I have, uh, just like a love for using fiction to communicate about things that are real. And so, um, I'm really excited for it and excited to also, uh, spend some more time in St. Louis. I've only been there once or twice and I, I really like the city. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to being there and being a part of what is sure to be just a amazing, imaginative, horrifyingly wonderful event. Yeah, no, they, they always put on a good uh, time down there because I think this is, they've been doing this for a while now, if I'm not mistaken, because I know our friend Max on Movies, Max Foise, who's up in the next hour, he, uh, he's gone there before and talked about he's had some people who run it on his show in the past. Um, and we just got our winner, someone from the 314 area code, favorite zombie movies. <laughs> Zombie strippers. Only my listeners, I tell you what. Uh, so uh, you <laughs> are the winner. <laughs> we will be texting and calling you back here to get your information shortly. So uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, zombie strippers is the answer. There was no wrong answer, obviously, because it's whatever your favorite zombie movie or show was. So stand by. We're going to contact you here after I let Athena go to get your information. We'll get your uh, get those pair of tickets sent over for you for the Haunted Garage Horror Film Festival. Um, we've just got a few minutes left. I don't want to keep you too much longer, Athena. Uh, but one of the things you are involved with is the Human Generosity Project. And I read through it. It's interesting, you know, the cooperation and everything like that. But it seems like every day, boy, you turn on the news, you seem like there's less and less generosity and a lot less humanity going around. Talk a little bit about the project, if you could, and what you see that inspires you still today. Absolutely. Well, uh, to me, the standout is that in times of need, when things are difficult, when there's disasters and challenges, um, what I've seen across, you know, many societies that we've studied, um, small-scale societies in Africa and Fiji, um, and then also in the lab, you know, doing experiments and also doing computer models, so all these different methods, um, that individuals help each other in times of need and that that is evolutionarily viable. Hmm. It's um, you're not a sucker if you help somebody who's in need. And to me, um, that is a really, really important thing to keep in mind when things uh, do start going badly, you know, in whatever situation you're in, um, that we actually, we have this sort of instinct to help each other if we're able to do that without going below what we fundamentally need. And, um, you know, you saw this in the aftermath of, um, you know, hurricanes in the Gulf Coast, um, in the the aftermath of the the huge San Francisco earthquake um, at the turn of the century, there was just unbelievable levels of cooperation happening in San Francisco. Um, and, you know, people were making food for each other. They were basically having like a music festival every night in this like camp that was, you know, set up in the huge park. And so, you know, when things are, are tough, we do have this instinct to come together and help each other. And um, in, in that way, you know, there's, there's a certain level of like, you know, thinking about disasters, thinking about things like a zombie apocalypse um, that can put us, in the mindset of like, oh, how would we work together to deal with this? Um, you know, I, oh, I know I could trust you. I could, you would help me in a time of need. And that's a really fundamental thing um, to our humanity and something that, um, you know, not even a zombie apocalypse can take away from us. Yeah, and I think the best example I remember seeing in my lifetime, anyway, was uh, right after 9-11. Boy, I mean, crime dropped to zero in the city of New York. People were helping out each other, you know, doing what they could. And that's, I think... 
recently, I guess, in recent memory, what I remember on a large scale, um, other than the events you mentioned, obviously, whenever there's a natural disaster, I feel like people do step up and help one another. But it just, you know, I think the news kind of deluges us with just bad story and look how horrible these people are and look how bad this is. And I think, you know, to your point, I think you're right. There is that underpinning, I think, of humanity in people. I just feel like the mass media and our uh, culture doesn't let us see it as often, but I, I think you're right. I think it is there. So that that is that nice glimmer yeah. of hope for us you know, to end it, the conversation on. Yeah, it makes better news to be like, oh, be afraid of this, be right. afraid of that, than be like, oh, look, this neighbor helped this neighbor whose house burned down. Like, nobody, you know, is going to, like, they're going to look for the burning house, not for the helping, yeah. right? <laughs> so. And in the chats, we have James Morton says, awesome. I'm assuming he's uh, referring to all the stuff Athena has said tonight. And we have Chuck Brinkley says, hey, really enjoying the show. Thank you, James. And thank you, Chuck, for listening in tonight. I appreciate it. Um, Our friend. uh, One last thing. Yes. Um, I've totally forgot to mention, if you want to hear more about like all of this stuff, I have a podcast called Zombified. And we do stuff related to like all these different forms of zombification, have amazing guests on um, and we also talk about apocalypse stuff so um zombified is your source for fresh brains and it's on all the podcast platforms so you can you can check that out there and uh hear you know hour-long conversations with really really cool people on there and we will put a link to that if you're listening after the fact in the podcast form scroll down to the bottom of the page and we'll have a link to your podcast in the bottom of ours in the show notes and we've had some people already ask so i was gonna uh, this is always my final question to people who are on the show where can people find you online how can they keep up with you and uh you know make sure they're ready and willing and the first people in line to get your book when it comes out in april of next year how tell people how they can find you social media wise websites things like that awesome yeah so my website is athenaactipus.org um and that is you know going to link out to everything and then um if you want to like see my more serious side you can follow me on uh, twitter or i guess it's called x now and i'm just you know handle is athena Actipus, my name um and then if you want to see my less serious side um <laughs> that's on instagram and uh also a little bit on tiktok um and that's again just athena Actipus. and so yeah you can take your pick if you want the more serious me or the less serious me i know which one i prefer but i'll, I'll leave it up to you so <laughs> And again, if you'd like to meet her in person, she will be appearing at the Haunted Garage Horror Festival at the High Point Theater October 5th through the 7th. She's doing her uh, talk on the 6th, I believe, which is a Saturday. So head on out and uh, say hello to Athena in person. Athena Actibus, I appreciate you being on the show. Maybe we can have you back in April when the book comes out and talk more. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, make sure you don't get too zombified over there, all right? We'll, we'll do what we can. We're in, a, we're in a very safe space here. And, and Joey he doesn't look sick at all, so I think we'll be okay. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your night. Appreciate it. You oh. too. Thank you. There, Joey just sneezed. See for final effect, just to prove me a liar. Uh, but we're going to take a very quick break. We're going to come back in just a moment. We're going to be talking with Chris McQuillan about movie toys and the upcoming Toy Man Toy Show happening next Sunday at the Bridge to Machinist Hall. You're listening to Geek Me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. Hi there, this is Claudia Christian from Babylon 5, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Welcome back to the show. Heard here every Sunday night 
on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm your host, James Enstall. Joey V sitting across from me, making the show look as good as it does. You're seeing all those retro commercials. He picks those out. I love watching them. I almost want to just kind of like not do the show and sit there and watch the commercials. Power Lords and all the other stuff he's got coming up on there. Makes me nostalgic. Speaking of nostalgic, uh, Batman Day was just Saturday. 84 years since Batman first appeared in Detective Comics number 27, DC Comics. Uh, officially Batman Day. I was just at Bugs Comics and Games getting my Batman comics 35% off. Hopefully you went out there too. Bugs Comics and Games right there in O'Fallon off of Bryan Road. Easily accessible from either Highway 70 or from the page extension. He had so many Batman comics. I picked out a couple that were on my list, but man, you could drop quite a bit of money there. He's got old comics, new comics, Copper Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age, Modern Age, and if you are getting current comics, let's say you're, you know, you're getting them weekly when they come out on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day. You might as well join the Avengers Club. You might as well start saving some money every week while you enjoy your hobby. You, the more you buy, the more you save. You can get money off of your bags and backboards. You can get money off of your new comics, your back issues, your toys and games, and it just uh, save you some money while you enjoy your hobby. Bugs, comics, and games. Give their Facebook page a like. Make sure you check them out there. Um, that'll always make Larry happy when he sees another person has liked the Facebook page. And if you're wanting to buy comics, old, new, or if you're wanting to sell comics, you've got a collection maybe you want to get rid of. Maybe someone, uh, you know, hey, I've, I've got too much, this, too much of these cluttering up my house. You want to sell some comics? Give Larry a call. He'll give you the best price in town for your collection because he's always selling that, or he's always buying. That means when you go in there, you might find a bunch of new comics affordably priced in his dollar books, his three for ten dollars, or his regular back issue stock. Check him out once again. Bugs Comics and Games, the official comic book sponsor here on Geek to Me Radio. We've got an announcement to make while we wait for my next guest, Chris McQuillan, to call in. Uh, this coming Thursday, September 21st, a uh, friend of the show, Susan Eisenberg, the voice of Wonder Woman, she and I are starting a brand new podcast, as if I need something more to do, but this is going to be so much fun. We're starting a new podcast called Justice League Revisited. If you're a fan of the Justice League animated series and Justice League Unlimited, we are going to start going through the episodes as they were released. So we're doing our first inaugural episode. We'll be recording it on Thursday, the 21st, and we'll be covering Secret Origins, the three-part, I guess, three-part series. I don't know if you call it three-part. Ep- there was uh, three episodes that made up the first story called Secret Origins about how the Justice League got together facing off against the White Martians and we'll be going into that with our friend, director Dan Ariba, who directed two of those three episodes. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Each week on the end of the show, we're going to announce what next week's episode we're going to cover. So we want you to watch along with us. So if we're say, hey, you know, after this, we're going to cover this episode. You can watch it with us and you can send in your comments and questions. And we can have myself, Susan, and whatever our mystery guest is on the show, and we're not going to say we're announcing Dan Reba, but you know all the great voice actors, the great storyboard artists, the directors, the voice directors, all the people who worked on those shows, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, will have a different guest every episode of our podcast covering a new episode of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. So looking forward to that. You can follow the show on Twitter at OG Justice League. 
Justice League Revisited will be uh, we'll have more details about where to find it after we release the episode and edit it and put it out. We'll have more details about that coming soon. So just kind of a little announcement for you now. Susan Eisenberg and I will be doing that. We're very excited about it. And like I said, Susan's great. She's basically the co-host of the show. So keep an eye out for that. Um, still waiting on Chris McQuillan to call in. Toy Man Toy Show is coming up here on the 24th. It's always at the Machinist Hall in Bridgeton, corner of St. Charles Rock Road and Highway 270, right there, that two-story, dark-colored brick building kind of next to the target there. You can't miss it, but I won't be set up at this one. Uh, just scheduling conflicts, I'm not going to be able to do it. So last Toy Man was my last Toy Man that I'll be set up at, but I'm still going to go and browse and check out some stuff because there's always some cool stuff to be seen at these shows. Hopefully, Chris will be able to join us here shortly, and he can tell you more because we're going to talk movie toys, toys from the movies, like obviously Kenner's Star Wars toys would be something in that vein. Uh, They had the Aliens toys that came out in the early 90s based on the Aliens toy or I should say movie franchise. Uh, They had the power loader figure, which I always thought was really cool. It's the power loader you can actually put the Ellen Ripley figure into, and it's got the claw hand and everything like that. Those toys are always fun. But we're going to talk about that and a little bit more about Toy Man. Let me take another quick commercial break while we wait for Chris to call in. We're going to come back and hopefully have him on the show with us. We appreciate all of you listening tonight. This is geek to me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. Hey, this is Jay Muse, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Snooze to the news! Geek to Me Radio, heard here on the Big 550 every Sunday night. I'm your host, James Enstall. I want to make sure we tell you about our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles, the Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. If you've not been down there lately, I don't know what you're waiting for. Maybe you don't like good food. Maybe you aren't looking for something unique to buy for your friend or family member celebrating something. They've got stores and restaurants all up and down South Main Street that have some of the best food, some of the best gift items, some of the best special collector's things you'll be able to find. If you're from out of town, like our friends talking to us in the chats there, you might want to start your trip at the website, discoverstcharles.com. That's discover stcharles.com no matter what kind of place you're used to staying if you want a wonderful hotel with five star accommodations if you're wanting to rough it and you kind of want to go camping if you have an RV and looking for some place to put it or if you like a bed and breakfast for you and your special someone to go stay at City of St. Charles has you covered great food, great shops all sorts of activities and things to do, whether you want to be outdoors and be athletic or you just kind of want to go up and down the main street and check out the, all the historic markers and stuff like that. Something for everybody. And there's always fun to be had at St. Charles. Their upcoming Legends and Lanterns Festival celebrating the Halloween season starts that second weekend in October, going all the way through the end of the month in October. That's always a lot of fun where you can interact with living history characters like Lizzie Borden, like Baron Samity, fictitious, fantastical characters like the Queen of Hearts, the Phantom of the Opera, and more. Check them out online, discoverstcharles.com. Again, that website, discoverstcharles.com. As we always say, it's an historically good time. We have my guest, Chris McQuillan, the owner of Toy Man Toy Show, on the air with us right now. Chris, how are you? Doing great. How about yourself? Good, good. I appreciate your time on a Sunday. We were just talking about uh, the upcoming Toy Man on the 24th. 
that's at the Machinist Hall right there in Bridgeton on the Rock Road in 270. We were talking a little bit before the break about toys from the movies. And I know I always see movie-related toys there, but can you think of a movie-related toy? Because obviously Star Wars immediately springs to mind. The Kenner action figures, now Hasbro. But I was talking about the Alien series. They had the Ripley's Power Loader toy that they had out for a while there. Yeah, and I mean, and with the Aliens movies, I mean, obviously the number one toy, like you were just mentioning, is Kenner, is the Alien doll that sells for, you know, probably mint in box several thousands of dollars. Yeah. Even Jordan Hembra, the Toy Hunter, did his episode of Toy Hunter finding the alien at Toy Man. Yeah, that, so, was, that was so cool to see him there filming. Yeah. And I know you... I mean, it, it's unbelievable what you can find out there. I'm, I'm trying to think. Obviously, there are rare ones like that. There's the rocket-firing Boba Fett, as I mentioned, from Star Wars. But obviously, there's there's a lot of other movies that, like the Universal Horror Monster movies, they make toys from those. And I know like our friend Spike, who's always set up there, he's got toys going all the way back to the 50s and 60s. But some of those toys there, those are really collectible as well. Oh, yes, definitely. And then, of course, you have all everything Batman, not including the Batman comic books, obviously, from the 60s and going to the 70s where this TV series came out in 66. But then, like, even toothbrushes and puzzles and coloring <laughs> books, all that stuff for Batman. And if you go newer stuff, even like Battlestar Galactica, they came out with toys that had rocket-firing missiles, and then they pulled them. So even the stuff that came out and they pulled them, same with Boba Fett, the reason why they changed it. Right. The rocket firings, that's what made them so collectible. They're very, very limited, and they're very scarce to come by. And I know my executive producer, Joey V, is nuts about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they've got a lot of the stuff out, the new merchandise from the brand new movie that's still out in theaters like that. I, I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it seems like, because Joey and I were talking, there's always you know the, the big movies from the 90s that had the live action and everything like that, but there's just, that's a cultural phenomenon. You cannot go wrong giving someone a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy. Oh, no, not at all. And as you know, I have several of the, and they only made two of the four, but I have the four-foot-tall Ninja Turtles. So and they only made two of them, and they didn't ever finish the other two. So, I mean, those are even very hard to come by. So, yeah, anything Ninja Turtles, cult classic things, such as Ninja Turtles, such as Batman, such as some of these other collectibles, obviously Star Wars it is definitely a phenomenon that who would have ever thought when Star Wars came out, if you look at Starlog magazine, it's all about, right. like, oh, this George Lucas <laughs> came out with this new movie. I wonder how well it'll be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Little do they know. And I know we just saw previews for the brand new movie. It's not out yet. Five Nights at Freddy's. But that was a, a lot. They were making a lot of toys and Funko Pops of that back when it was just a video game. I can only imagine. Do you think this movie is going to boost sales in those older toys? Or do you think it's going to be a new franchise of toys based on this? Kind of what are your thoughts about that? So I think any new TV series or movie that comes out with a new line of toys is going to do a cult classic. I hate to say that uh, with and, you know new Barbie movie came out, and I hate to say that. What about all the grandmas, grandpas out there that had the grandkids? That's going to it's like remember when I used to have the Barbies from the sixties? <laughs> so it's, there's some boost in that. So right. any movie that goes back to reminiscing back to the old culture is going to stir it up. Yeah. And I, I, the Barbie movie is another great example because I keep I always think of that as a toy, but it is a movie now. So there's uh, there's that. I don't remember. And again, I haven't been to a, a big box store in a while. But did they come out with toys specifically for that movie, like a line of Barbie toys, like they did with kind of when the Power Rangers movie came out a couple of years back? They had some toys specifically from that. Did they do that with Barbie? I don't think they did. I mean, if you really want to talk about some of the the biggest toy stuff that came out with a movie. 
um, Toy Story. Oh yeah! Look at the, the the toy line for just Toy Story alone, and Monsters Inc. It's unbelievable with that stuff. You get a, a Buzz Lightyear mint in the box, and that's bringing a pretty pretty pity because every kid that had one opens that box. Right. And guess what? If you're a collector, yours is mint in the box. Right. That's true. That's I think that was kind of that that phase in the '90s when everyone kind of started keeping things in the package more. But I guess for the the younger collector, the the smaller kids really didn't care. Correct. And I know that's one of the things, if you are, you know, you're starting to salivate if you're a toy collector. We're talking about all these different toys, Star Wars and Turtles and Power Rangers and everything like that. If you're listening and you want to maybe go scratch that itch you're kind of feeling now and you want to go check out some toys, Toy Man Toy Show, September 25th, that's Sunday, this a week from today. And there's always a bunch of toys, like not even just the ones we mentioned. They got Hot Wheels. They've got girls toys, boys toys. They've got Lego sets. There's a guy up there who has a bunch of video games from the 8-bit Nintendo all the way through the brand newest PlayStation 5 games and things like that. And that's what always fascinates me, Chris, is you've got, it's hard to pigeonhole, oh, this is the kind of toys you'll find there, because it's just a little bit of everything. And and the weird thing about it is, like, Coin Man is eight times a year. Yeah. Real simple. And if you do not, if you come to the January show, and you don't come to the March show, but then you come to the July show, and you see a vendor there that has something communicate with them, get their name, get their business card. If you don't get their business card, take a picture of their business card. Because if they don't, if they didn't sell it, obviously if they had one or two tables at Toy Man and they don't have it that time around, one, they sold it. Or two, it's sitting at home, sitting in a tub to bring to the next show. So if you don't, if you don't, he who hesitates loses. But if you (laughs) do hesitate and they still have it, talk to that vendor. If nothing else, put a layaway. Hey, can I put ten dollars down and pay you know every toy show? Uh, hey, can you bring it the next show? Communicate. I mean, I can't even tell you how many. T- I literally, because as busy as I am at Toy Man, I will go through my own videos and my own pictures and pictures of vendors selling their stuff. And I go through after the toy show. Go, I didn't know that was there. And I call them and go, Hey, do you still have this? No, I sold it. Oh, yeah. I hesitated. I lost. Yeah. Or can you bring it to the next show? I'll buy it. Got it. So yeah. And our friend Chance uh, from Atlanta just said that he, he thinks that's a big misstep of no movie tie-in toys for the new Barbie movie. But I kind of feel like maybe the Barbie movie wasn't geared so much for kids based on that, but what I saw anyway at the movie. And I mean, it's obviously not over. So the, right. the movie's still out there. And there's still that product line out there. But you also have to remember, we're still coming out of post-COVID. We don't know how many of those toys are still sitting probably overseas waiting to get shipped to the U.S. Sure. We're also, we're looking at September right now, right? We don't know. We no longer have KBs and toy chests and children's palace and Toys R Us. So now we have to rely on Target and, and Walmart and Amazon. So how many of these toys are going to come out this Christmas? We don't know, but we'll find out probably in the next 30 days. Yeah, and I, Joey V, because uh, he's always on the ball, just sh- turned his laptop around, and I thought he was going to look, you know, show me that I had something hanging out of my nose or my hair was out of place, but he showed me they've got a Ken doll from his his Boss Man Final Ken appearance. It's on Amazon, so I'm not sure if it's an, is it an Amazon exclusive, Joey? Does it look like it? No? But it's on Amazon, so they do have a Ken figure, at least, from the movie uh, that looks like that actor, um, the uh, Ryan Gosling actor, but that's that's that Ken Branding from the Barbie. So there is something out there, at least. It's just online. I, I might have a leak for you, too. Oh, yeah? Guess what's coming back out in 2023? What's that? Burby. 
Oh, really? There's a star. There is a Star Wars Chewbacca Furby, yep. and they're reintroducing the Furbies for 2023. Oh, yeah, it's new again. So I wonder if that's yes. And see, that's that's the thing. Everything's coming back around. So you're kind of wondering what's going on. So yeah, we have. I just saw Furbies because I'm a Star Wars collector. I'm not a Furby collector, but if it's a Star Wars Chewbacca, I'm going to have it. Yeah. I have I have a Darth Tater. I'm not a Mr. Potato Head fan, but I do like Star Wars, so I did end up getting a Darth Tater, uh, the Darth Vader Mr. Potato Head, just because it you know was kind of quirky and cool. And there's always something cool to find at the Toy Man Toy Show. Uh, for people who are listening who may not have been to the show before, Chris is I believe if I'm not mistaken, Facebook. If they look up Toy Man Toy Show St. Louis on Facebook, that's the best way to find you. Toy Man, literally, if you Google. Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, under Toy Man Show or Toy Man STL, you will find Toy Man. If you Google Toy Man Show St. Louis, Toy Man STL, you will find Toy Man somewhere out there on the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're out there. 135 vendors, 220 tables, eight times a year. And you you sometimes you've got special guests show up at the I mean it's worth going just for the toys and the browsing and all the kind of cool stuff there is but you actually end up bringing in special guests occasionally too is there anything at the September 24th show that people should be aware of on the upper level So what I've been doing lately is I've been trying to get these awesome and I will have to say awesome because I'm not going to invite them if I didn't think their artwork is awesome I have an aerosol artworks going to be at my next event some hmm. great pop culture artwork he's been doing some local events some local art shows his work is great we've had some few other artists come to the toy man so that's what i'm I'm pushing to see these artworks that are pop culture themes because you know i'm gonna have to have a piece of their artwork for my own personal collection of course (laughs) yeah yes that's always kind of cool to see so that's on the upper level if you're going there uh, everyone, you browse the toys on the lower level. Make sure you go upstairs because there's a few other vendors up there with specialty crafts. And like Chris said, special artistic guests as well. Um, it's always good talking toys with you. Chris McQuillan, the toy man. We appreciate you taking the time on a Sunday night to jump on air with us. Not a problem. Anytime, anytime. Thanks very much. Take care. Hey, you too. There he goes, Chris McQuillan of Toy Man. That's such a fun show. If you've never been before, you are missing out. I know Joey and I were talking before the show started how uh, I brought him with me one time and just all the cool stuff. If you don't if you walk out of there and you didn't find anything you like, I don't know what to tell you. You don't like toys. That's all I all I have to say. Uh great time is had by all Toy Man Toy Show. That's the upcoming Sunday, the twenty fourth. In Bridge at the Machinist Hall on the Rock Road in 270. I believe early birds can get in at 8.30. I think the rest of the show opens at 9 or 9.30 for the rest of it. goes till 2 p.m. I won't be set up at this one, unfortunately. Um, but there's a lot of other cool vendors who are there with stuff. And I'll hopefully we'll be able to pick back up and come to my next one to be uh, selling some of my wares there in the... 2024 season um that's gonna do it. we've got the show pretty much wrapped up but i do want to thank chris mcquillan again i do want to thank my first guest athena tipkis about the zombie apocalypse caught talking all those things with her uh, i've got the number of our friend who won the tickets and while we got a little bit of time here left i was going to do it at the start of the hour and i it slipped my mind kokomo toys in kokomo indiana they are a partner of ours. They gave us a nice box of toys to start giving away. We uh, got some, I just sent it out. I know my winner who won two weeks ago 
I dropped the ball, just got it sent out in the mail on Friday, so you should be getting that soon if you're listening. But I want to do another giveaway, a toy giveaway, since we're talking with Chris McQuillan. Um, I will make it easy again because I just want to give stuff away, and I feel like being in a generous mood tonight. So the first person to call or text at 84126 KTRS phone lines, 314-931-5877. Tell me your favorite movie-related toy. First person I see text the answer. Uh, this is open to anyone. You don't have to be in the St. Louis area because I'm going to mail you the gift from Kokomo Toys in Kokomo, Indiana. Great place to buy toys. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's a very, very cool toy shop, and uh, it's worth the trip if you don't live anywhere close by, if you're passing through remotely. If you're on your way to Chicago, take a quick detour. It's an awesome place to check out some cool toys. So send me a text to 84126 with your favorite movie-related toy, and I will send you a prize pack courtesy of our friends at Kokomo Toys in Kokomo, Indiana. Uh, next week, we have a brand new show. I will be live again. I will not have Joey V with me, sadly, uh, so it'll be audio only, but we will still have a great show with some great guests for you. Um, I will have just come back fresh from Cincinnati Comic Expo. I'm going just for Saturday. Quick in and out trip by car because Cincinnati is not that far from St. Louis. So we'll be checking them out over there. And hopefully we'll have some interviews to share with you uh, from the likes of Julian Glover, Paul Williams, or maybe even Jim Lee himself. We'll see how it goes. That is going to do it. Another show in the books. Thank you, as always, to Joey V for making the show look as good as it does all dressed in his stealthy looking black and thank you to all of you who watched tonight to all of you who listened I do appreciate it until next week my friends it's not in the way you watch I sound be it's not in the way you watch the flash it's not in the Hey kids, are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. Before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say referral geek to me radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. Bit.ly slash geek to me. Bit.ly slash geek to me.